Welcome to Pod Academy. I'm Joe Barrett. Anosmia is the inability to smell. It's what blindness is to sight or deafness is to hearing. It can occur after a severe head injury, as a precursor to degenerative brain disease such as Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, as a result of nasal inflammatory infections or polyps. Some people are born with the condition, and sometimes people simply don't recover their sense of smell from a cold or flu virus. It's thought that anosmia affects around 3% of the population, although it's possible that as many as 1 in 10 suffer with it to some extent. The effects on the lives of people affected can be serious and are underappreciated, if not entirely unknown. The podcast you're about to listen to is a version of a talk, Anosmia Lives Without Sense of Smell, by Eleanor de Bonneval, given at Birkbeck College, University of London, on the 10th of May 2013, and follows a photography exhibition of the same name at London College of Communication at the beginning of this year. Eleanor begins with an introduction as to why smell is important to us, and asks us to consider the possibilities of a world without it. She follows with a number of individuals' experiences drawn from the interviews and photography sessions that made up her project. Thank you so much for coming. Quite original subject, some may say. This project I started last year when, I mean, it started a few years ago because I'm a photogenist and I'm a freelancer. But I've got a first background in smells and I did a degree, a first master. Uh, specialising in smells. Smells have always been important for me. And last year, as I, I was doing another f- master in photogenism, I, uh, I was speaking to one of my tutors and I was like, why is it that we speak about people who are blind and we speak about people who are deaf, but actually there's also people that can't smell? And thinking on how important smell were for me, I thought, what, what would be the life without sense of smell? It's kind of would be very peculiar. And so I started looking at that project, trying to kind of understanding, and that's how the presentation will kind of flow. The first section is more about trying to understand what smells are and why they are important to our daily lives and what do they mean to us. And the second part is testimonial from people I've interviewed who actually suffer from the condition. First of all, I'd like to ask some of you, whoever wants to reply, what is your favourite smell? Lemon. Lemon? <laughs> honeysuckle. Honeysuckle, any reason why? Um, but it could be family because we used to go in the car and my mother used to say, oh, can you smell the honeysuckle? Yeah, every time. Yeah. So that could have been, that could have been being influenced by my mother, but I just love the smell of it. You can detect it. If there's honeysuckle around, I can smell it. I know somewhere there's going to be a honeysuckle. And just makes me feel excited. It's just a really lovely smell. Does anyone else like any stuff? Yes. Yeah, summer. It's not summer, is it? Pardon? It's a smell of summer. Yes, it is. It is. It's a smell of summer, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Can I ask anyone what is the smell that they hate the most? Boiling cabbage. For me, human, I think, call it human sweat. Some people smell in tubes. I'm, I, I'm not sure I smell myself, but some people do smell. 
Well, I hate sitting next to somebody on the bus who smokes. Ugh, if they knew what they smelled like. Well, um, we'll go back into more pleasant smells, or we'll speak also about the less pleasant ones. But The first section would be to look at emotions and memories, and it's a very direct link to what both of you had um, mentioned here when you were mentioning about honeysuckle and your mother, and that emotional context that whenever you smell again honey, you know, it brings you back in that car, it reminds you of your mum, it reminds you of that context where you really felt strongly about, you know, being a kid, being excited, you know. And, I mean, the sense of smell is very directly linked to our emotions and it's very directly linked to our long-term part of uh, memory, part of the brain. Being a photojournalist, the project I've undertook was looking and taking photos of things that you smell or things that would evoke the sense of smell. Who, who doesn't remember the smell of your, the teddy bear or, you know, all shit that you had when you were a kid, you know? That connection that you had with that piece of sheet or whatever it was, but it was very strong. My mother used to wear L'Air du Temps uh, by Nina Ricci. And uh, I went back in my cupboards and tried to kind of find a bottle uh, of that specific smell. But again, you know, who doesn't remember the smell of his mum or dad or, you know, that very distinct smell. And that sense of comfort as well, you know, it was like being hurt and looked after. Going to school, you know, when you do your sharpen, sharpen the, the um, pencils. You know, that has a very distinctive smell. There is also a really interesting thing with smell is it's about context. And it links back to that car you wear. It's not just that smell. It's about the whole environment you're in. So it's also where it's very difficult to describe any smell or anything because it's so personal. Just so you understand a bit better how the sense of smell functions, basically, you detect a smell and the olfactory neurons will generate that an impulse uh, and it goes along the olfactory nerve. And then when the olfactory bulb receives it, it processes it and gives a signal um, and it goes in the limbic system. You might ask yourself what the limbic system is. Well, the limbic system is actually really important because it is the part of the brain that connects the most directly with memories and emotions. All the other senses go through the analytical part of your brain before it actually goes into your emotional part of the brain. And that is why when you smell something, it brings you back into that emotional context before you actually process the information and before your brain you know, tells you, you know, how you should feel about that. You know, because sometimes it's really happy memories, but sometimes it's Memories that you don't really want to be triggered, you know, and that certainly kind of make you cringe or remind you of somebody that you don't really want to be reminded of at that point. When the other senses, you generally <coughs> tend to analyse them before you actually be, are moved by them. Another interesting thing about sense of smell, it has a very direct connection with taste. And not everybody knows that, but if you were to lose your sense of smell, you would ultimately lose your sense of taste or flavours from your sense of taste. 
So you would keep the taste, but the taste would only be the basic one. So bitter, salt, sour, sweet, and umami. All the rest is linked to your sense of smell. Chocolate. You, know, you wouldn't be able to taste chocolate. It would, you would just be able to kind of have that texture of the milk mm. in your mouth. But what would chocolate taste like? Oh, dear. Smell toast. You know, that amazing smell of fresh toast that we all adore. Couldn't be smelling that. But that also means that you wouldn't be able to smell it when it's burnt. Mm. Dangerous. Having lunch with friends, you know, and not being able to actually really appreciate what you're eating. It's not much fun. Being at the pub, beer, okay, bitter, cold, but barbecue, smell of a barbecue, like that whole excitement of having the barbecue on the fire and then eating your sausages. One of the reasons that is, and that connection with the sense of taste and sense of smell, is because of ritual infection. So basically, when you eat something, it goes through your olfactory membrane that we saw earlier on, and then it goes into your olfactory nerve system, and then it goes into your limbic system. So that's essentially why it's directly linked. The other thing about sense of smell is I touch on when I saw, when I showed that photo of um, Natalie having lunch and, and thinking how much fun would it be not to be able to enjoy you know, your food with good company? Well, it has a very key essential role in our relationship with others. You smell the skin of your granddad or your father or your mother. You know. For women, you know, you're getting ready, you're putting lipstick on, you're putting perfume on, or, you know, like, lipstick is for a woman, but then now, you know, men can also wear fragrances. And, um, but, you know, that old prep and then going out, smell of feet, it's not much fun, but, you know, not being able to smell your own odour, not being able to smell whether you smell or not, is quite disturbing. The other section which I kind of identify as being quite important with sense of smell is, all, is that breathing space, is being in outdoors and, you know, you were speaking about honeysuckle, but you were also speaking about flowers earlier on, and, you know, all those smells were outdoor smells. You know, it's, again, Titi is speaking, is, we're speaking about pollution, we're speaking about car, we're speaking... But still, these, you know, you can identify nature. But one really difficult thing with the sense of smell is that it's a mute and invisible sense. So it's really hard to describe it. It's really hard to find the right characteristic, except if you are a perfumer or you're kind of, or you're a sommelier or you're working in the wine industry or whatever, you know, it's kind of where you've got the descriptives and you can actually identify it quite clearly. But otherwise, it's really, really hard. How often do you speak about smells to any people that you know? It's like, you know, and then you've got that emotion, that trigger, that is very personal, and you just don't feel like you can share it. And also, it's invisible. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You can smell it, but that's it. Well, I interviewed about 12 people who actually suffered from the condition. One way you could relate to that is when you've got your 
sin is that I block because you suffer from flu or something, and then suddenly you, everything is a bit tasteless, and, and you can't really enjoy any of your food, and you, you don't really you feel a bit... Not, it's not so nice anymore. Um, and that is kind of a viral anosmia. And as I was mentioning before, anosmia is, is to smelling what blindness is to sight or deafness to hearing. I'm just going to run through a few stories of people that I've interviewed. Zoe, she suffered from a respiratory infection and she lacked her sense of smell and she got really depressed from it. One way she describes it, it was like wearing a neoprene layer at all times. One of the reasons she says that is because she felt completely disconnected socially from anyone from her environment. She really struggled, like she, depress she got depressed and that is, we estimate that there's about 50% of the population who suffer from anosmia, who suffer from depression. And there's other studies recently actually that have been made that would show a correlation between depression and the, the, a, at least a diminution of your capacity of smelling. So there could be a direct correlation there. So yeah, so she just really felt isolated. And she was saying like at home with her husband and her son, you know, she would just have a lunch, you know, from the staircase. And like she would hear them in the kitchen, but she could not actually, you know, join them because she would not enjoy it. You know, it was really depressing for her. She, she now recovered to about like 80% actually. Nadia, she's what we call a congenital anosmia. So she's actually never, ever been able to smell. So you speak to her about the sea smell, she doesn't know what you speak about. Most of the ENTs and GPs are actually very dismissive about the whole thing. Mm. So they just think, they, there's just loads of people that don't know about the condition. Even mm. yet, and you would be surprised that even within the medical sphere, some people are not aware of the condition. Karl Philpott, who works in uh, Norwich, is the only one in the UK that actually really kind of does something about it. And he estimates that about 75% of the people that actually come to his clinic, he can treat, which is a high percentage, mm -hmm. when most of the people that I've interviewed were like really shouting quite angry about the fact that they did not any, have any support mm. uh, with their condition. So one of the reasons is that you can do, um, and that's what happened to Raj, he uh, went on holidays in Greece and he fell in the hotel complex mm -hmm. and um, he recovered from everything but for his sense of smell because there was some displacement in his brain basically where basically the um, nasal system was blocked and moved. And, um, and so, he yeah, that's the only thing that he did not recover from. Duncan also, also had a head trauma. He fell down the stairs and came back. Uh, yeah, he came back home and he fell down the stairs and, uh, and he lost his sense of smell. One really interesting thing that Duncan said, and that kind of linked to what Zoe said earlier, is um, that for him, it's like living through a glass window at all times. So... You are here, you are part of everyone else, but you actually are lacking, again, that social engagement and social interaction with the others. So you're kind of in that bubble where you can see everything, well, you could actually touch everything, but you just cannot smell. Francina has now recovered, but um, 
she couldn't smell for six years and she had the same problem as um, June, she had polyps. Uh, and um, yeah, six years is her son's age, so she's never, like till recently, she wasn't able to kind of smell her son. But it also means that one summer, it was really, really warm and it was like, it, she was giving him some milk as he was a baby. Luckily, a friend of hers came in and said, you can't give that milk to your son. She was like, why is that? Well, that means gone off. And she was not able to identify that the milk actually had gone off. Um, so that potentially could have had like terrific consequences on the health of these baby, our mm -hmm. baby. What happened from then on is that she got really scared, like feeding him and being like being a single mum at the time and having to feed her son. It was kind of really worrying, as kids are. You know, he kind of quite early on detected that she was kind of scared as well. So, you know, she, when she wanted to kind of give her give him like healthy food or whatever, and he would be more inclined to eating rice and pasta. Or, you know, with lots of ketchup, you would like, oh, maybe that doesn't taste good. And then, um, and then she, get, well, she got more and more wary about the whole mm. thing. And so she kind of ended up cooking mainly pasta and rice to her son, which is not very healthy as a diet. Debbie, she is just like losing her sense of smell, like slowly. And she describes it as having a curtain coming down. She says, you know, she doesn't enjoy going to the restaurant anymore. It's just not fun. Like having a glass of wine, you know, you can't, she, she was actually, she was quite fun on that. She was like, actually I'm a really cheap night out now. Because she doesn't, you know, <laughs> go if, know if the wine is good or not, so it's quite easy. Uh, the other thing is she suffered from phantosmia. Phantosmia is basically what happens sometimes is when you've got nasal blockage, you kind of have smells that actually are blocked in your olfactory system. And, and you have waft of smells that are unidentified and that would just come once in a while and you just don't know why and they kind of... But it can be really scary and, and Zoe actually suffered from that as well. And, um, and so you kind of have that very chemical smells that would come and just like... And you, and you don't know where the smells is coming from and you just can't stop it and it, it can be quite oppressive. Mark is a congenital anosmia, so like Nadia, he's never ever been able to smell. One thing he said is like, sometimes I wonder whether I'm not the normal guy, and anyone with a sense of smell actually have got some sort of superpower, because it just feels completely random to him that a smell could just suddenly trigger a memory out of the blue. And Moria is 89, and she's just lost her sense of smell from age, I think. Yeah, she's just like, kind of, things that really worries her now is, is uh, when she's cooking at home or, you know, and somebody drops by and she doesn't really know what the smell of her house is. You know, she's kind of, does it fresh, smell fresh and clean? Or does it smell like, you know, the lunch food or that still is ongoing in the room and, and, and then people have got that smell coming in. One thing that I didn't mention is like a few of them have also been quite worried about gas and, you know, the leak of gas. Um, and uh, so some of them had put like gas detector in their house, uh, you know, so that they can identify whether there is a 
a leak or not, because they obviously cannot smell them. So I did briefly touch on that earlier, but basically um, there's different reasons why you can not smell. One of them is, is an early sign of degenerative brain disease like Alzheimer or Parkinson. And then there is also severe, severe head trauma, or there is growth from polyps, or there is the fact that you just cannot recover from um, cold and flu. And the other one I just touched on with more is the fact that it's just kind of age-related. There is no proper stats, but it is thought that there is about 200,000 uh, people in Britain that actually f suffer from the condition, uh, 5,000 of which would be congenital, so I've actually never been able to smell. You've been listening to a podcast from Pod Academy. Eleanor de Bonneval is a photojournalist. You can find out more about her work at edebonneval.co.uk. Visit Pod Academy for regular new podcasts on current academic research. And please contribute to the conversation at Pod Academy on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.